Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi, everyone. This is Natalina, the host of the Rise Up For You podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Our guest is Suzanne Hines. She's going to be talking with us about how to tap in and embrace our inner feelings. And today she's going to show us how we can release the need to be fine and happy all the time and to truly express what it is that we think and feel. Rise Up For You and enjoy this episode. Suzanne, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's an honor to have you on the show. I always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guest. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Suzanne Hine, and I am a spiritual teacher um, who also teaches meditation, um, a writer, and just a creative person uh, <laughs> making a, a life, a creative life online. And I work with people to help them really connect to their true selves and to, you know, so many of us live in boxes that our families or society or our own selves expect of ourselves. And a lot of times we lose ourselves along the way. So I help people really sort of identify the expectations of others and um, shed them so that they can live a life that's true to them. And a lot of times that includes work with like honoring emotions is a lot of my work because I feel like emotions are sort of blueprint to our greatest life. But that's another thing that society says like, Oh, you're not allowed to feel these certain things or they make you wrong or bad or only happiness is valuable. And so a big part of my work is helping people really honor how they feel at every time and using those emotions as a compliment for a more authentic and meaningful life. So I always like to ask um, our guests, you know, how they get into their path or their current, um, you know, where they are currently. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about your journey and how you fell upon, you know, this calling that you're now doing. Yeah, it's been a really circuitous path. Um, The more recent sort of tipping point that brought me into this work was, um, when I was 27. So that was like eight years ago now. Um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and went through treatment and it was just horrifying. And I was deeply traumatized and all my life I had repressed my emotions. When I was younger, my dad and sister died and I fell into a deep depression and really had no one to support me. Like my mom was around, but she was also deeply depressed and So I just buried my emotions. I didn't know what to do with them. And then when I got cancer, I just, I couldn't anymore. I couldn't uh, deny how I felt because I was really just losing my mind and nobody understood. And so for the first time in my life, I had to just allow myself to feel and really figure my way out. And I realized that, you know, I was working as a journalist at the time and I realized that that dream was no longer mine. I wasn't sure if it was ever really mine. 
And along the way, I, I got married and I was living someplace I didn't like. So, you know, I think we all go through something similar where one day you wake up and you're like, how did I get here? Like, I this isn't really the life that I expected or planned or wanted. And so it's easy to kind of rail against your life circumstances and be like, oh, the universe is punishing me. But I really just took that as an opportunity to lean in and deepen my spiritual journey. I went to yoga teacher training and... Yeah, so now I'm here. Started a blog. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting that you talked about this idea of feelings and, you know, how you, you kind of kept it inside for such a long time. And I feel like we're getting a little bit better today, but we're still not where we need to be as a society and being able to express how we feel, getting the dis-ease out of our body in order to prevent disease is what I always like to say. So, I mean, why do you think, what's your, you know, expert opinion as to why we have such a hard time, you know, specifically as women as well, um, really just expressing how we're feeling and being able to share our emotion and what it is that we're feeling inside. Yeah, it's, it's really, I agree with you. Our society is getting so much better and we do still have a little ways to go. I think a lot of it, especially as women is that we just have this urge to people please and to not like burden other people because we are the caretakers and especially in a society that has been more masculine oriented, you know, there's this, I think just overall push to, to make it seem like everything's kind of perfect and you don't want to appear weak. You know, because a lot of times emotions are viewed as weak and women, I think, especially don't want to, um, you know, I think we value, we value making other people happy and supporting other people. And if we are to acknowledge our emotions, that's also like honoring that we have needs that filling them might make other people a little bit more uncomfortable, and, you know, so it's always a journey of like realizing that if someone loves you, like they want you to be happy and really reclaiming your own, um, your own power. Yeah. By feeling your emotions and real quick, I also feel like a lot of the quote unquote, like a lot of the spirituality out there and self-help is really wonderful. And obviously you and I are a part of that and we're forces for good. And so are so many other people, but there's also an undertone of like, um, you know, that only that you get to this place where there is like eternal happiness. And I just feel like, and sadness like is a part of that, of a happy life. And, you know, I'm all about happiness, but at the same time, I feel like there's sort of like a shadow side to that, that a certain level. And especially when you are kind of like a putting yourself out there as a leader in the space, it can be so difficult to be like, well, yeah, I still feel, you know, it's not like I am at this place where like every day is just like, like sunshine, like it's still life. There's this whole richness of, of emotional experience. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that. And I'm glad that you actually brought that up because it's something that's not talked about often, but yes, this, you know, beautiful self-help world is often translated as, Oh, I'm happy, happy, happy all the time. And <laughs> that's actually not really what it is. I mean, it's just being able to as you mentioned, recognize your emotions, work through your feelings, living authentically, which comes both. There's the positive, there's the not so positive, and there's everything in between. Yeah, for sure. So I'd love to hear, um, you know, a little bit more about, you know, you're working with, you're working with women and you're helping them kind of live this authentic embracing life. How do, how does someone begin with this journey? Um, I really recommend meditation as 
like the most powerful way. There's a specific meditation that I teach called the feeling awareness meditation. And while most meditations are centered on the breath, this meditation in particular is focused on the heart center and just tuning into like the energy that's there, the emotional energy. And so some people they'll have emotions in their heart or other people, like a lot of people actually feel like not in their belly or they'll feel energy someplace in the body. And so So I always recommend just meditating and really focusing on like where in your body are you feeling like where is this emotion and so the process of merging your attention with whatever uh, sensations are rising up in the body is like also the process of tuning into that emotion which allows you to a understand the messages of that emotion and also b use your attention your non-judgmental awareness to to unwind that emotion and like you said before you know uh get reduce that that dis-ease so you're like unwinding that knot so that you can clear that energy from your body so that you can experience the joy and happiness that you seek and so meditation is one and then journaling is another uh huge thing i think to just become your own best friend and understand your thought processes and have really a safe place to uh, to work things out in your head and understand your true thoughts and feelings. You know, I'd like to, I'd like to ask you because, you know, we're talking about meditation and journaling and there are so many people that are still out there that really don't believe in this. Like what you're telling me that if I write in a journal, if I meditate, then all of a sudden everything is going to get, get better. Right. I'm sure you've heard this before, (laughs) but I'd like to, you know, what are your thoughts on getting, let's say the person that's listening to this episode right now, really getting them to take action and believe that these small practices can really make a big difference and really tapping into being okay with sharing their emotion or opening up their feelings. So there's kind of a twofold question there is, you know, how do you get people to feel convinced about taking action and meditating? And then how do you get people to really embrace their feelings and kind of debunk the old mentality of, you know, you have to keep everything inside and, you know, keep a happy face on all the time? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And it's something that I think about a lot because especially like the work in my courses is very, very deep and a lot of people are very resistant to it. And I've really come to the conclusion that, you know, you have to want to do this work because it's, it's not easy and the rewards are tremendous, but to go in and face everything that you fear is a very scary thing. And I really just believe that you have to get to a point where the pain of, and I think this is like an Elizabeth Gilbert quote or that I'm loosely interpreting, but the pain of your current circumstances has to just, you just have to get so tired of your current way of living that you're willing to go into yourself and to do this work to experience greater freedom. And it's really a shame. And I think we all have like a a bottom, a, a level of life that we're no longer willing to tolerate before we'll go in and do these practices and I think that everybody's looking for like this secret you know I mean you can this is kind of a uh, an analogy but you know you can see this in like the dieting world like everyone wants a pill to take no one wants to do the small daily action of you know taking a half hour walk and just eating healthy food it's like there's no real secret it's just these small daily actions that even if you spend 20 minutes a day journaling and meditating like yeah it will change your life and it's not special or like magic it's just that it's that discipline it's that discipline to your highest self 
Yeah. And it's a lot of work and it's, it takes a lifetime. You know, it's something that I practice every day and will continue to practice because as you know, life always brings different things, right? Every day there's something new. And so there's a constant self work that you kind of have to go through. Yeah. And it's so funny. I was talking about this with someone else. Like, I don't know if you've experienced this, Netta, like you get to a place and you're like, yes, I'm there. (laughs) And then, you know, like I found the fountain of happiness and then I have life figured out. And then like something always happens and it's like, oh, right. Why do I have to learn this lesson again? Like it's never like you get to this place where you figure it out. It's like always just, just these ongoing cycles. And that's actually an important point too, because a lot of times people will be like, like, oh, I messed up. I'm backtracking. But I always tell people nature does not go backwards. Like we're never going backwards. Like even if you feel like you're backtracking, you're really not. You're just always moving forward, processing things in different ways, looking at them in different ways. Like once you, every ounce of light that you connect to within doesn't go away. It might just, you know, be obscured by a cloud for a little bit, but you know, you're always going forward. Yeah. And, and how do you connect to your own emotions? You know, I've worked with a lot of people and a lot of friends and family that they don't know what they're feeling, right? Like they know they're feeling something, but they don't understand what it is. And so it's hard for them to be led by their emotion or to understand exactly what's happening. How do we, how do we connect to that? Yeah, I think um, that's great. And um, well, so the, the meditation and journaling is a really great way. So like one thing that I'll, I'll teach is, you know, when people are tapping into how they feel a lot of times, it's just changing the question. Cause you know, a lot of times people are repeating a mantra in their mind. Like, I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And if you just like switch that question and create the space and ask yourself, well, what am I feeling? What is this emotion telling me? And I feel like we always know, like we have this wisdom inside of us. It's just creating that space to access it. And by just shifting the questions that we're asking ourselves to create that opening, it just really creates the space for that inner knowing to arise and then trusting that knowing, you know, I mean, I'm all for coaches and courses. I think they're wonderful. But ultimately, all they do is create space for us to connect and tune in and trust to our own inner wisdom. And so I think a lot of times, um, you know, we've stopped trusting ourselves. And so that's a big part of this process, too. One of my greatest mantras throughout life, you know, and entrepreneurship and just following my dreams in general has been trust what comes out and just trusting that, you know, even if something isn't perfect, it's like perfect for right then. Mm. So I was just going to ask you, you know, when you are working with your clients and and other people, what is the number one thing that you find gets in the way? Yeah, um, I actually work with people more with courses, so I don't have the good fortune of having that much of a rich one-on-one perspective to draw on. But I would just say resistance and fear. Um, People just really sabotage themselves by, like you were saying before, like not doing the work. And everyone that I work with pretty much knows that these, they've accepted that these tools are really wonderful. But to actually use them on a daily basis and to overcome the resistance, um, 
it can be really difficult. And so I always just recommend that people just sit with the resistance, you know, like if you don't know what you're feeling or you're afraid of your emotions or overwhelmed by them, you know, then I always just say, begin there, you know, feel the resistance. What is the message of the resistance? What is the message of the fear? What's it telling you? You know, so really just beginning where you are, but really just continuing to move forward and like have a vision of your highest self and what you truly want and, and be committed to that, bringing that vision to life so that it helps you overcome, you know, whatever fear that you're, um, cause that's really the wonderful thing. Like once you face your emotions, once you learn how to deal with them, like nothing, nothing can hold you back because that's really the only thing that we're ever afraid of our inner emotional experience or pain. And once you're no longer paralyzed in fear by how you feel, then you're, then you're capable of anything. Hmm. Suzanne, thank you so much for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast. I'd love to jump into our power section of the interview. Can you tell us one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? The Power of Now. It's a wonderful book. And what's one thing that you've accomplished that you're proud of? I would just say consistency, like consistency of posting on my blog every week for several years. I'm really proud of that. Are there any routines that you have that help you get a positive rise in your life, whether it's something you do every day or maybe a morning routine? Yeah, meditation. And I love oracle cards. They're super fun. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Suzanne, is there anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about that you want to say with, uh, share with us? We call it the golden nugget. Like if you can give one last piece of, you know, knowledge or information, what would that be? Yeah, I would just say that you have all of the tools within you right now to create the life of your dream. Like there's nothing that you lack in your life. And you you may think that the universe is punishing you by putting you where you are, but you're exactly where you're supposed to be and you have everything that you need to rise up. (laughs) Thank you. Suzanne, it's been such an honor to have you on the show. How do we stay connected and in what ways can we support you? Great. Yeah. You can download a free guided meditation of the technique that I teach at SuzanneHine.com. And that, and once you download that meditation, you'll receive my weekly blog posts and learn all about my course offerings and just ways to take your journey deeper. Thank you again. It's been an honor to have you on the show. Well, thank you so much. Thank you again for joining the Rise of You podcast. Again, this is your host, Natalina. We want to make sure that outside of the podcast, you're still growing and always getting continuous knowledge and our six pillars. So we want to make sure that you head over to our website, www.riseofyou.com and take full advantage of the free resources and the benefits that we have there. We have articles and contributors from around the world. We have a number of other podcast episodes, webinars, and a ton of tools and strategies and tips that are going to help you rise up to the next step professionally and personally. Personally. You can find us on every social media avenue. We're on Facebook, on our Facebook page, Rise Up For You. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Everything is at Rise Up For You, and we would love for you to join us. And definitely, you're going to want to head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com. 
and get your free startup kit. We have compiled the top podcast interviews, the top webinars, and the top articles that fall in our six pillars. Plus a free startup guide, the six pillars to a prosperous life that's going to help you take that first step to really finding and building the life that you want professionally and personally. So again, if you head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you get access to that startup kit for free. And don't forget to share. Our main mission is to empower, educate, and connect women globally. And we need your help to do that. So please help us spread the word, spread the message, share our content, share what Rise Up For You is about, and help us help you and other women around the world. Thank you again for joining us. Rise Up For You. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.